hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Long about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. It's very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor are always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 56. Thanks to the good people at Trend Micro and Netgear, uh, proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening online, however you've downloaded us, via iTunes or techguide.com.au. Joining me each and every week is Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hello, Trevor. How are you going? Bloody well, mate. Bloody well. Big week. Uh, it's dominated, essentially, by the iPad, but there is a lot of news around, so we won't waste any time. We'll get straight cracking. Two Blokes Talking Tech. So as I say, the iPad, you can't ignore it. When we uh, when we recorded last week, we were still a day or so away from the launch. Um, you and I were down there uh, 8 o'clock um, Friday morning. Um, yes, not, a lot of people there. I wasn't keen for the midnight launch at Telstra, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> but look, a yes, couple of, I was tucked up in my bed as well at that time. A couple of things about the launch before we talk about the device. Um, it was interesting to me, and I do – there was a lot of concern, and I did radio interviews on the Thursday afternoon, that this wasn't as big as before because, you know, there wasn't as many people lining up and everything. There's a couple yeah. of things about that. I think that if we compare to, uh, you know, even three years ago, two years ago probably, Apple do these things differently. Not Apple per se as in the Apple stores, but as a company, they now let other people sell the devices. So, you know, back two years ago, you couldn't get an iPhone – somewhere else at the before or at the same time you had to apple kind of had it always first and exclusive so yeah, that's why the queues were there now i went down to king and george um in sydney and i saw the crowd it was a good crowd it was all the way around the block it was almost as good as last year which was in the afternoon now i then went to the telstra store and they still had some and they were selling them outright for a couple of extra bucks and then i went down to dick smith and they were open. They opened at 6 a.m. And the crowd was already there. That There was like 15 people can, buying Can you them. remember we, we spoke to some people in the line, remember, and said, you know, we can, you can buy them down the street at Dick Smith without lining up. And a few, few of them turned white. They'd been there the whole night waiting for it. Mate, I felt really bad because I went to, a, to two blokes at the very end of the queue. And I said, boys, do you know that around the corner you can get Dick Smith? And they went, really? And I said, oh. just go around there. And they both started walking away. I said, oi. Why don't yeah. one of you stay here and one of you go there in case they've sold out? And you they both what, went, no, 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 it's fine. And they both went there. I bloody hope they got one. But uh, by the same token, though, there were a couple of people who knew that but wanted to experience yeah. the whole uh, screaming you know, at the Apple store. Like, shouting. Th- those other stores, mate, you don't get a, you don't get a, a cheer line of, of no. staff members clapping you in the store, do no. you? So they, they want that experience. But um, I think, as always, there were a few people thinking that it wasn't going to be as big as it was, and it turned out that it was huge. In fact, it set a record, 3 million in four days, and that's in comparison. Let's compare that to the iPad 1. That, that took 28 days to sell its first million. <laughs> In 2010, so come a long way in two years. Uh, 
three million in four days. But um, why don't we have a chat about the actual device? We've Look, both had a chance to use it now. Um, you know, I think the, the the number one thing is to talk about how it's different because you would have you would have got this too on the radio. Why would I get one? Should I upgrade yeah. those kind of things? Look, the iPad two is still a fantastic device. It's still available. The big differences here are the graphics engine, which you won't notice as an individual for for probably six to eight months because we're going to get some great games, yep. but. Visually, the retina display is stunning, but I have had two or three people ask me which was which, so that that has concerned yeah, me I a little had, bit. I had the same too. I, I put it out uh, for a couple of friends too, and they're thinking, "Oh, which do you know which is which?" And uh, no, it, it actually, I had to point them out. But once I did point out what it was, oh, yeah. it was, it was obvious with the difference. The the thickness of it is not an issue for me. You, you don't don't notice it. Although there are a couple of cases I've found the 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 Wall-E style case. Um, yeah. that, that You're a bit is, tight. is directly for the iPad 2 and simply won't work for the iPad new. Um, so that's that's an issue But because I did say that it would be okay, but it's it's not 100% for all cases. Yeah, those clip-on cases, I think you're going to find it's it's hard. That's the, right. The, the slip, you know, those cases where you can slip it inside a little leather cover? Yeah. They're fine. Clip-on's your issue. But then the big thing is the weight. And, you know, you take the piss out of me all the time about me complaining <laughs> about weight. The very fact is it is heavier, which is an unusual thing for an Apple device, to be honest, in a, yeah, in a launch sense. That, you know. But, yeah. um, you know, 50 grams is 50 grams. And I've got to be honest, I notice it. But I don't notice it. I haven't picked up my iPad 2 for, for probably five days now. So I don't notice it when I'm just playing with the iPad New, I just notice it when I have them both. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna break my arm because of it, you know. But I certainly do notice it, and it's it does not any better for me in that sense. So, yeah, well, I've I've know I know a couple of people. One in particular who is a is an avid Apple fan. I won't name him. He'll he'll know who he is because he's a regular listener to our podcast. Mm. I believe I met actually, him. Yes. He uh, he he returned his iPad, his new iPad, because because of the weight. He thought, I'm I think the weight he uses, I think he uses a lot to read and and carries it around with him everywhere. And he, and he said the added weight just uh, it uh, it was a deal breaker. So he went back to his iPad too, which we, he was quite happy with. And uh, anyway, but uh, I'm stunned by that. I, I do find it amazing someone would return the device as a result of that. But so be it. But look, as a general, each to their own. Trevor. Exactly. As as a review in in that sense, this is a stunning device. Um, it is oh, at a yeah. great price point. It is full featured, and it is absolute category leading. And in fact, in second place in the category is the iPad Two. IPad so two. I was going to say you, that they, the iPad Three or the iPad Two still beats just about everything on the market. The the new iPad has just kicked away even further. It's a shame, though. You mentioned the added weight, added size. It's kind of not. It's un Apple like to do that, eh? To sort of go yeah. backwards in terms of weight and and design. And, I mean, uh, weight and size. Now we've got to remember this is the first product launched by Apple since the a untimely death of Steve Jobs last year. Mm. Now I just wonder whether. Steve Jobs was still around. If he would have accepted that, he would have maybe told the engineers, "You know what? You can do better." I just I, don't know if if that's the case, or whether it was you know they've just reached the limit of the, their engineering for the for this particular device, or what. But it just begs look, the question. We can speculate as much as we like, but in the end, you know, probably need to go back and look at other devices and things like that. But I I don't think that you can say I don't think we can we can say that. I think that in the end. Um, they they now have a product cycle they need to meet, and I think that's the issue for them. I don't think they're going to delay a device upgrade um, by many many months, or or not have a new. Look at the business model here. Okay, this is a new device, and it 
it sold three million very quickly. Yep. Without the new device, they wouldn't have had that revenue jump. So it's it's a business model. They need this structured release cycle, and they need to release whatever they can. They're not going to release crap, but of they're certainly going to release something. And I think they go, you know what? It's still a bloody thin device. It's still a bloody oh, light it, device. So it's still Run it's still it. streets ahead of other products. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Look, I, I gave it I gave it five stars out of five on Tech God. I, I couldn't find a part. Look, the, the added weight I think for what you get in return the better screen the the equally uh, powerful battery life i think that's a very small price to pay i don't think it was a, a negative against it but no. i think too that just slightly digressing with the next iphone I think that's you're going to see that. Here's my prediction. We're going to see that sooner rather than later. We're not going to wait till October before mm. we see that. It'll be mid-year, yeah. and it'll be, I think, a radically new design. Yep. They've had a bit of time to work on that one. Yeah, I think I, th- I agree 100%. I think we'll see an announcement in July or so. Probably won't be available till August, maybe even early September, depending on the worldwide. At worldwide Developers Conference in June and with a late July release. That's yep. my bold prediction from two blokes talking tech. Fair point, and I think we both agree that it will be a radically new design, um, certainly thinner, Largest certainly lighter, and potentially larger screen. Look, yes. just, just quickly to wrap up on the iPad, um, there, there's you, you talked about the sales already. The other thing that's been around a bit is the heat issue. A lot of people complaining that it gets hot. Yeah. Look, I, I don't notice that, but the one thing is I use it in a cover and I don't know anyone that shouldn't be doing that because you know just in terms of the expense of the device I think it should be in a cover absolutely but you know if you're doing radical gaming and big style graphics of course the process is going to work hard and you know it's going to get hot it's a bloody computer in your hand now my iPhone gets hot this Nokia Lumia I'm using gets hot devices the iPhone get hot. gets hot sometimes yeah as you use a device consistently like if you're charging a device and using it like in a car if you're in a passenger in a car and you're just charging and you're just using it for a one hour trip it will get bloody hot yeah. devices you, get hot the, but the, you were spot on before though you said it's a computer you hold in your hand mm-hmm. now for a if people are feeling the heat a because they're holding it in their hand that they don't have a cover on it and b the fact you're holding it in your hand that produces heat as well. Yeah. So, but you know, know if there's people... been a few reports of uh, people saying that I think it heats up the bottom left-hand corner of the, the back part of it, but I think there's only been a very, very few cases of that. Someone did a thermal camera image of the iPad 2 and the new iPad, <laughs> and it was hotter. Listen, it's not burning They'd anyone. They would do that with Apple products, wouldn't yeah. they? You're not cooking eggs, as you said to me earlier. You're not, you're not boiling eggs on the bloody thing. So, look, it may be warmer. Let's, let's concede that it's warmer. But let me tell you, you're not going to notice it. It's not going to scold you or something. So, look. Wait, Trevor, I bet you're noticing that weight, are you? Oh, mate, it's killing me. I felt sorry for you. I thought of you straight away when that extra 50 grands was chucked on. I thought of you straight away. I've had up the gym work, mate. I've had to to do an extra couple of sets. I'm going to buy you a set of dumbbells for your birthday. I am dumb, so there's no need to worry about that, (laughs) Tori. There's dumbbells in this house, mate. No one knows where they are, though. It just doesn't matter. (laughs) Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, uh, let's shift the conversation uh, away from tablets to smartphones for a moment. And Scoop! One of the most popular... Techguide.com.au. Scoop! Yes, this is uh, the, the Galaxy S2, one of the most popular Android phones on the market, if not the most popular. Mm. Um, this wasn't actually my scoop. It was I actually saw this, picked this up, I linked it from another website. Mm. But what I did get a scoop on, though, was actually seeing the device and holding a dummy of the device from a very secret contact of mine who, who will, shall remain nameless, mm. who's actually a Telstra reseller. There's many of them around the country, so they won't be hard to track them down. But uh, I actually got the whole it in my hand. So what it is, Galaxy S2, 
is going to be updated with 4G next Tuesday. Telstra, to, up until yesterday, and even this morning, was still denying the fact that it was coming. So was Samsung. I, I've printed their their statements in in, uh, in on Tech Guide on my story, but uh, it is coming out March 27. 4G, uh, slightly different design. Now the original Samsung Galaxy S2 had that kind of square look, but I, holding the new the new look in my hand, you could tell the rounded bottom edges sort of looked a little bit Nexus, the Galaxy Nexus-like. The back of it with the little ridge where the radio is is slightly curved, slightly thicker to accommodate possibly a larger battery, different radio. But exciting news to see such a popular phone now making the speed jump to 4G. And, mate, I had a look at the photos that you posted at techguide.com.au and <clears throat> it reminded me 100% of a device I saw in America. I was at a T-Mobile store and, they, and I was buying a SIM card for use over there and they said, what are you going to put it in? I said, a Galaxy S2. She looked at it and she went, that's not a Galaxy S2. And I said, yes, it is. <laughs> and she showed me theirs. And I went, wow. And I can tell you, it's not identical, but the back cover on the T-Mobile version is is entirely kind of um, the plasticky look of the Galaxy S2 we have now, whereas the new Galaxy S2 with, with Telstra has this kind of chrome finish around it. So it's yeah. very distinctly different, but it's the same device in terms of it's their LTE version. So it, it, we could see it coming. I just think it's a bit weird to keep the same name. Yeah, I know. Well, we're expecting Galaxy S3. I wrote a story last month about, or earlier this month about, the hot rumour that the Galaxy S3 is going to hit the deck in April. Now, they never mentioned anything at the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. Mm. I think Samsung wanted to, they didn't want anyone else to steal their thunder at the show, so they held that back. But I, I agree, it is a bit odd that this is obviously a hot selling device, but you'd think you'd just all wrap this up into the Galaxy S3 and just go hard. I suppose it gives them two bites of the cherry if they take that course yeah i think that's true look the galaxy s3 will need to be a a different device um and it needs to be across all networks so it probably won't be 4g for everyone so we'll we'll see a a different phone different specs and things like that so but a a very good uh like yeah osdroid had a had a good scoop on it but um the only place you'll find a photo of uh, a very manly hand holding the device (laughs) is at techguide.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech each and every week, uh, available on iTunes and at techguide.com.au. Um, thanks to the good people at Trend Micro and Netgear. Netgear.com.au is the place to go for information and uh, and product advice on anything networking in your home or small business. And we say it regularly here at Two Blokes Talking Tech, your tech life, a tech guide everywhere. It's all about being connected. And when you think about the number of devices that could well be in your home, even a very, dare I say, simple home where where you have two people with a mobile phone, probably a smartphone, and you've probably got a a computer and maybe a laptop. That's a, that's, that's a pretty average home these days. You've got, your computer might be hardwired to the internet, but your laptop and your smartphones need to be on a wireless network. And if you want the best wireless network, you get yourself a router from netgear.com.au. Netgear have quality routers, quality modems, and quality networking products across your home. And if you've got a networking issue, maybe the computer's too far away from the phone socket, there is a solution. It's either wireless or it's power line and Netgear can help you with that. Netgear.com.au for all the information about networking in your home or small business. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now while we're talking 4G, mate, um, Telstra today announced that their um, their portable mobile Wi-Fi hotspot, whatever you want to call it, um, has now been uh, launched in a 4G version. So this is the little handheld 
device that you can slip in your in your briefcase, your backpack, whatever it is, and basically create a literal Wi-Fi hotspot for you and, and people around you should you grant them access. But this will use the 4G network. Interesting, just quickly, that they do actually use the term LTE now in in their yeah. kind of press releases, which they weren't doing before. So I, I think that's interesting. But as a device, I've got to tell you, and I just in in this week's Your Tech Life podcast, I had a, a call from a bloke who you know has people with laptops and iPads, and they yeah. want to save money. I said, this is what you want. You need to give your sales reps a Telstra mobile Wi-Fi 4G, and you're talking two-year two plan, a couple bucks up front, and then sort of 50 or 60 bucks for eight gig of data shared yeah, across your iPad, your iPhone, and, and your and your, and your, and your computer it's a yep. bloody good deal and it's a very good device um you know we, you and i've yeah, used well, the the ultimate the, 3g versions in the past the 4g is going to be great yeah th- this is a very handy product because one of the questions i'm sure you get asked a lot too is i've got a 3g usb modem but i want to share my connection how do i do it mm. uh this is now coming come into play now where you can share your this 4g connection with up to five Wi-Fi enabled device, yep. so you, you might have a, a small uh, a small office, or you may be with a group of people who all need to connect to the internet, so a sales team, whatever. But the, this this 4G device, so not only gives you the 4G speeds, but also gives you faster HSPA plus speeds on 3G that we've spoken about in the past. Uh, it's only a very small device; it's only a hundred grams. But with this thing, though, it also needs to be charged. It's it's kind of like a mobile in itself. It needs mm. it's got a rechargeable battery. Yep. You get four hours battery life 100 hours standby time so it's really compact and lightweight so rather than having to connect it into your usb it just sits in your pocket in your bag on on your on the table and yeah like i said up to five people can get and if you're if you're in a 4g network it's just really quick it's just such a great way to access the internet on the go and let me tell you my my number one reason for recommending this device is the simplicity so yes and, and people will argue that your, your phone, most Android phones and certainly the iPhone, can be a portable hotspot. So you've got a lot of data on your phone. Share it with your iPad. Share it with your, with your computer. My problem with that is the simplicity. You've got to go in. You've got to activate that. On the iPhone especially, there's no one-click button to turn the hotspot on. You've got to go into a couple of settings. You've got to turn it on. And it only lasts as long as the connections are active. So okay. I like... I'll tell you another downside of doing that though, Trevor. Yep, yep. Personal hotspot, it smashes your, your phone's battery. battery. It really runs your phone's battery down. Yep. So with this new Big Pond mobile Wi-Fi 4G, that, that's not a problem. But obviously the, the hotspot's a good thing to get out of a jam, but this is a, a good long-term solution. And that's the great thing about this. You can literally just have it in your bag and you turn on your device and bingo, you are on the internet no matter what the device is and you can share it amongst multiple devices. So the Telstra 4G hotspot, uh, it's a great looking little thing, the mobile uh, Wi-Fi hotspot. Check it out and, uh, and it's available uh, now from Telstra. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by the good people at Netgear and also Trend Micro. Now, Trend Micro have a number a number of security products, top of their class, out there already. They've got maximum security for your all-in-one security solution. They've got mobile security, personal edition for Android, online guardian, great way for parents to keep a track on what their kids are up to online and maybe set some restrictions and parameters to so they're not sharing uh, sensitive information. There's also SafeSync, so you can keep all of 
of your all your files all stored 24/7 with complete access. Uh, but at the moment, Trend Micro are actually offering a cashback. So for a limited time, you can save on Trend Micro internet security products. You can get up to $45 cashback on selected maximum security titanium 12-month software and $25 cashback on selected internet security titanium. You can get a complete peace of mind with Trend Micro. No matter what device you're using, they're really easy to install, have a really high malware blockage rate. So they've got a great database to help protect your system. They use less memory to run uh, on the computer, won't slow your computer down either. And it's available, they're all available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, Dick Smith Electronics, The Good Guys, Bing Lee, Leading Edge Computers, and all other authorized resellers. Trend Micro, when you're online on in any place, on any device, they've got you protected. And if you want some more information, you can visit trendmicrocashback.com. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, um, I was reading on Tech Guide today some information from the ACCC about phone scams being one of the one of the biggest deals uh, in terms of uh, ways people are being scammed on the internet, or the, certainly the highest level of reported scams. And this doesn't surprise me at all because it reminds me of those Microsoft scams. And Microsoft, let's be clear, not involved at all. But you get a call from a call centre saying, oh, you've got a, got a virus. And frankly, the elder generation are being suckered in here to letting people into their computer and getting completely done over. It's a terrible thing. Absolutely, yeah. And, and what, what's happened, the, the, the alarming thing is that the, 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 it's got now all on, on the phone. So 2010, it was all about scams on the internet. ACCC's figures show that now people are getting contacted over the phone and people posing as as representatives of government departments and uh, try, trying to convince you that your computer's got a virus here, give us your credit card, seeking bank details. They, 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 they use the trick to say that, listen, we, we, we want to forward a bank refund mm. or a tax refund. Terrible. We just need your banking details to, to you know get that moving. Uh, they also pose as, as fake you know, they're doing fake surveys and things like that. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of tips that Telstra were good enough to sort of put through. So if you receive suspicious calls, sort of ask, ask for the person's name and the company they represent. Uh, you know, if, if you do suspect that someone is not legit, you can actually hang up immediately and then ring that organization to see if they, they're, they're actually yep. the people who they claim to be. So a lot of things, you've really got to stay wary because there are a lot of people out there who who, who may innocently be thinking that, you know, this, this person's trying to help me and give away their information. And look, the number one thing about the, the computer-based scams is the, the ones that get you to you know, log onto your computer and, and they can help you out, is that people don't cold call. Microsoft, virus companies, none of them cold call you to say you've got a problem. Um, it just doesn't happen. So don't fall for that. And, but look, the other ones are difficult. You know, in, impersonating the tax department, it, it's a difficult one because in the end, how do you know? So the best advice is, as Telstra said, call them back. Get their name, get their number, call them back and, and use a number that you can look up in the directory. Um, it's not hard, but unfortunately it is. We kind of believe that the old style is actually safe. And, and I, I, frankly, I'm worried that there's going to be letterbox scam coming too because we rely on... <laughs> That's the on, next step, isn't it? You know, we don't get a lot of mail now. So phone, yeah. if you get a letter that looks like it's from the tax department, why wouldn't you believe it? So there's a lot of this concern coming. And it's funny how the internet is not becoming you know less because they're certainly still using it. But just be mindful of that, people, and, and keep an eye out. And you can read all about the full report um, uh, at... at techguide.com.au
Now, this was a cracker today in terms of hot deals, mate, um, and I'm pretty sure you were the first to, to tweet it or, or Facebook it or whatever, but not that it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a race. But uh, Rosalind Kogan has gone, hang on a minute, I'm going to smash the market of 42-inch TVs, 339 that's incredible. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a race to the bottom now, I think. With the <laughs> Kogan, you know, good, good luck to them. They're really competitive and aggressive. And to get a 42-inch, at first I thought it was a 42-inch plasma or, or LCD, but it's actually an LED yeah. TV, which yeah. is pretty good value. And, and they're quick to point out as well, if you go to the Kogan website, that it is actually an LG panel that they use in their Kogan TV. So the same panel you'd be viewing in, a, in an LG-branded television mm-hmm. Is being used in the Kogan TV, but you've also got to remember it's not just the TV; it's also a PVR, so personal video recorder on board, digital tuner. You can pause and rewind live TV, record your programs. How can you go wrong? Three thirty-nine. It's a pre-sale though, not available till early May. But if you put your money down now and order it, you'll get it in the first week of May. Yeah, that's using the Kogan Live Price scheme. But in the end, that's that's the point. If you're willing to wait five or six weeks for a product and get what he, this is how this works. If if people don't know essentially he's saying here's a bloody good price which i'll still make money on but i need you know ten thousand people to commit to this price and then we're rocking and rolling you know anyone that doesn't commit and wants to pay more well i i, I pay i pay for, i get the revenue from that but essentially he would have had a stack of people sign up for this thing and oh, he's absolutely. probably ordered another bloody container load you know he's got he's got a lot of fans he, he, he's very smart the way that uh well rustlin and also vookie his pr man which he's a friend of tech two blokes talking tech he runs their their facebook page you know they've got more than a hundred thousand people that are fans of Kogan on Facebook, and you know you can't beat a, a direct. You can't beat a direct market audience like that. You know, I've done some social media stuff in the last few weeks where you're just trying to dr- drill into people. The point here is, you could have a hundred thousand people on an email list, and it's good. But it's not great. Have a hundred thousand people on a Facebook list, and you're actually, you know, it's it's all about, you know, okay, Mum's doing this, Johnny's doing that, Bill's doing this, and Kogan's doing that. You're becoming part of people's lives, and so you can push a deal and an offer out to people at a stunning rate. So, look, if you're interested, uh, go to kogan.com.au. Three thirty nine, isn't it? Not three ninety nine, as I'd written down. Three thirty nine. It is. It's a stunning price for a forty two inch television. So check it out at kogan.com.au. Now, I know your children aren't are quite old enough to have mobile phones yet, Trevor, but you've got a lot of fun uh, to look forward to uh, when they do finally get their hands on one. My kids are of uh, mobile phone age. I've got a couple of teenagers in my family, and mm. getting them to not use their mobile phone is quite a challenge considering the fact that it's such a part of their life that mm. they, they know nothing different. They're always connected, uh, and that could be a bit of a concern for some parents because not yep. only does it impact you know their social life, you know, they talk to their family less and their friends sometimes less, but... It could also impact their schoolwork. And there's also the issues of cyberbullying and things that come into play. Now, Vodafone have released an app called Guardian uh, for Android smartphones, which basically allows the parent to set time and usage limits on the smartphone. So they can go in and and tick off the different things that they allow their child to do. They can SMS between a certain time up to a certain time. They can't use the browser. They can use the camera. They can only receive calls from people that are already on their contact list. So it gives parents just that small 
smaller, a bit more control over how their kids use their smartphones. Uh, and, you know, there's also an emergency override. So if a kid needs to make an emergency call, there's an override way that, so they can ring uh, anyone to get some help and stuff. And then after 15 minutes, the restrictions come back into place. So I think for a frustrated parent, not a bad idea. Look, I think it's a fantastic idea. And un- unfortunately, I-, I will say, unfortunately, it's not available on the iPhone. It's an Android app. And that's because of the power of Android in that sense. You know, you can actually program an app that really does take over the phone and give it this control. And that's what you need. So I think it'll be interesting to see how this kind of this kind of guardianship can be implemented in other devices. But certainly, in terms of numbers, you're going to see a lot of Android phones in, in school-age kids just because just, of the price be- of them. On the iPhone, though, there are there are parental restriction controls Correct. already built in. There is a level of control, maybe not as deep as what the Vodafone Guardian can no. offer, can offer, but there is still ways you can actually set restrictions on the iPhone. The best restriction you can set, especially if you've got a 16, 17-month-old child, child in my advice, is so that they can't delete apps. It's very, very easy for a little kid to press a button and they flash and they hit the little X and they disappear. I've lost so many apps from my <laughs> iPad. But you can actually set it in the restrictions. You can say they can, you know, they can't use YouTube. There's a lot of good things you can do. But yeah. I think where this goes, and this is why it's, you know, yeah, well, well done for Vodafone. You've Trevor. Like my, my yeah. kids, imagine, imagine the level of mobile how oh, ingrained geez. mobile smartphones are going to be me. in children when your kids become oh, teenagers. It's ridiculous. It's going to be uh, an interesting uh, an interesting time for a parent. And, you know, like it, it is challenging because these are things that we never had. I never had these uh, mobile phone when I was a kid. So these are sort of uncharted territory for, right. for many parents our age. Parents. So it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of a challenge, but ho- thankfully Vodafone Guardian can help uh, address that challenge. And I think, well done to Vodafone and congratulations, because it it's, it's an app that lets you lets you as a parent restrict things like phone calls and text messages, which is where Vodafone makes money. So there to be congratulated for that, and it should build some loyalty among the Vodafone customers. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Now, mate, right now I'm quite warm here in the man cave because my Dyson Air multiplier isn't on because it does it, it blows directly into the microphone. So I need to keep it off during during these great programming yes, mine recordings. Yes, is also off, Trevor. I have to say. But isn't it uh, amazing that the, the Dyson company they've they've looked at this Air multiplier and they've gone, this is a great product. You know, it's a good. It's more than just a fan. And they've gone, hang on a minute, let's let's introduce heating into this device. But this is a couple of year old product. It's not like they just whacked an element in the bottom and went make the air hot. They've spent some serious time and, and effort and, and resources on this. I actually spoke to one of their engineers for Your Tech Life this week, and it's really interesting to talk about the design process of these things. But this new Dyson Hot and Cold, just quickly while we wrap up, is basically it's an air multiplier, a little smaller and a little fatter. It looks like a chunky little brother to the air multiplier because it's got built into it um, ceramic stone, which is warm enough to heat the air as it flows over and pushes out, and a thermostat so that you can actually set a temperature for the room. This is a smart device. It is, yeah, and 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 being a Dyson, a very stylish device as well, Absolutely. and the fact that it can heat a room and cool a room at the same time, kill two birds with one stone. Yep. Uh, what I like about it is that it can actually set, it can detect the temperature in the room and turn itself off when it reaches the, the desired temperature, and then when the temperature drops in the room, it can also flick itself back on so that it can keep maintain the, the heat as well. Uh, and in, on the safety side, 
Conventional heaters have got their dangers. Uh, they burn a lot of dust particles in the air that gives off a funny smell. If they tip over on their side, conventional heaters can actually burn your house down, whereas mm. the Dyson, if it is tipped over on its side, it's engineered to automatically shut down as well. So just those extra features that really that you're happy to pay just a, a few extra dollars for the Dyson product. A few extra dollars. It is a $500 plus product, but I'll tell you the funniest thing about this interview I did with the engineer was he talked about the dust particles as you just did. He said, look, the, the elements, the, the, the stone um, are, are heated to below the burning point of dust. And I said, mate, are you telling me that someone was challenged with determining the burning point of dust? I mean, <laughs> I could you... in engineers, I think, working on that bit. <laughs> could you imagine working at dust and say, come home, honey, how was your day? Pretty good. Got close to finding out the burning point of dust. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the eureka moment in the office yeah. where they actually did find the burning it's, temperature. It's adjustment. 34 degrees. Yay. Uh, anyway, it's a beautiful product and uh, highly recommended. Uh, you do you do get your monies back on these things. These are a great investment. Um, they, they have a great lifespan Dyson products and uh, they're well supported uh, in this country. Um, Dyson has a good base here, so well worth buying a Dyson product. If you've got the cash, this is a great product in terms of keeping your rooms or your home warm this winter, assuming we do get a winter because we didn't get a summer. But anyway, you can read more about that uh, this coming days on techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. I can hear the buzzer in the background, mate. We're out of time. Thank you uh, once again. Stephen Frenick from techguide.com.au. You can read all about the latest in technology each and every day at techguide.com.au. Thanks, mate. Thank you, Trevor. And I'll be back each and every week with Your Tech Life. You can download it at yourtechlife.com and listen at iTunes just as you do. Two blokes talking tech.